Hi. Hope it's groovy. Today we're talking about music festivals. We're going to just give some love out to all the festivals who have had to make some tough calls this summer uh, here west of the Rockies. We have some of the best music festivals in the world, from tiny ones that only 200 people go to to 10,000, 20,000 person festivals. And uh, they could all use some love right now. So we're just going to talk about them for a little bit, talk about how great they are. And I'm going to call up my buddy Eli, who's the director of a small festival up north, and, uh, and hear his thoughts. Always good to talk to you. Always good to be here with you. I'm Luke Wallace. Welcome to the garden. All right. Thanks for listening. What's up? Uh, Today's an episode about music festivals here in BC. We have such a rich culture of music and music festivals, and I'm so honored to live where I do, uh, to have access to every type of music festival you could think of. We bring in bands from all over the world. Local acts get supported. They come up through the rings, the rungs, whatever you want to call it, of the music festival scene. And uh, and just like me, you know, some people take a, take a risk on budding artists, and it really does them a good number. Um, and this has been a hard summer for a lot of those. It's not even summer yet, and uh, uh, a lot of music festivals are being uh, are being put into the position where they're having to call their festivals off, postpone or cancel them for the year. Um, and so I just wanted to do an episode spreading some love uh, and recognizing just how awesome and important these music festivals are to the vibrant communities in BC, to just generally having love in the world, to supporting artists. Um, this, I think, really set in the sort of musical event side of things when South by Southwest was canceled in Austin uh, a couple months ago. That's an international festival. People are flying from all over the world to be a part of that celebration. There's hundreds of shows happening over the course of the the, the weeks that South by Southwest is happening. And uh, when they called it, I think a lot of us in the music industry went, whoa, this is, uh, this is bigger than we thought it would. We're now going to have to really check our tour schedules here. And sure enough, it, it wasn't long after that, um, that pretty much everyone who was touring in North America this spring and summer had to call off what they were doing. Um, and there was a moment of hope where it looked like maybe we'd still be able to do music festivals this summer, stuff happening in July and August, um, but that seems to not be the case anymore. And so uh, the festivals in BC, almost across the board, have started calling off their festivals. Um, it started for me when I saw the the great folks at Campbell Bay Music Festival on Main Island in the Gulf Islands here. They um, had to call off their festival. And then Smithers, uh, the Midsummer Festival was called, and then Vancouver Island Music Festival and the Vancouver Folk Festival, and even the elect, you know, electronic ones faded in the park. Um, Base Coast, Shambhala, uh, have all we're gonna have a summer without music festivals, and um, what a joy they bring to our society. Eh? For those of us who have been to a music festival and who have felt the energy of music that we love with people that we love, artists that we've never seen before, artists that we follow around wherever they go. Being in that space, in the sun, either under a tent or in the cover of trees, it's a beautiful experience and it makes our lives rich. And it's amazing how much work goes into these music festivals and how little of it is paid. Most of the folks that I've met who do this, uh, it's a labor of love. Some of them are employed, some of them are not. But the amount of 
time and energy and relationships and effort that goes into putting these festivals together is quite astonishing. And uh, it's an honor to have been able to play some and it's a real a joy to, to attend them and to meet the people who put them on. And um, so a big shout out to all the artistic directors who, you know, spent six or eight months building relationships with artists from all over the world, locally, otherwise, um, to get them over. Thank you for doing that. Thanks for taking all those relationships and energy and, and doing the best uh, that you could to bring together an amazing festival and and some of the lineups booked for this year were just exceptional and I know that folks are trying to bring those artists back for next year and I really uh, I really hope in whatever way that can happen um, that we get to see those bands because there were some sweet lineups um, also a special shout out today to all the volunteers who make these festivals possible even the big ones even the small ones all of them are run and powered by volunteers uh, big shout out to the stage techs all the people who get the lighting going, the, the people who book the porta potties and and the food truck vendors and, and the kids who run the kids stage, the guys who run the kids stage. It's like, it's an amazing society and community that comes together uh, within these music festivals. And, and I think about something like Salmon Arm Roots and Blues that I got to play last year and hearing about where people were from and hearing how far people were willing to travel for this music festival. And it becomes this hub for three days, four days, you get people from all over the interior coming in as if they're returning to a big family dinner. Uh, and, and right away, I was family, you know, like it's just exceptional, the amount of love and, and support and sense of community and welcoming nature that is fostered at these music festivals. And so I'm hoping we can all start right now. Let's start putting 20, 30 bucks a month away. Uh, and let's make next summer the biggest music festival summer of our lives, and let's stay relatively close to home. Sure, go to Coachella, that's cool, whatever you're into. Uh, but I actually think the best way we can support these music festivals is to save up some money and buy tickets to five of them next summer. Uh, pick, pick a few that you really have always wanted to go to, pick a couple that you've never even heard of that are in some small town in the middle of nowhere, and go to those music festivals. Meet those people. You will have the best weekend of your life, uh, and you'll be supporting what I think we're all going to realize this summer is just an irreplaceable part of our community. Um, something that brings a level of vibrancy and love into our summers and into our lives. And, and it really, you know, if I think personally, the Vancouver Folk Festival, when I got to play that uh, in 2017, the 40th annual festival, like that was the best weekend of my entire life, hands down. Um, I got to cycle from my parents' house. I biked down every day. I was able to leave my guitars in the in the instrument lockup, bike home at night, bike back down in the morning, play music. It was like, this is the dream that I want to live. And I know anyone who's been to a music festival playing or otherwise, it's, you know, they tap into that dream and it's a beautiful one and we can create that. And I'm so grateful for the folks who have created that and who continue to put their hours and energy into, into making these festivals happen. Uh, we've got your back. We're going to be there next year. Uh, if, and However you plan to get your festivals going again, um, know that we'll be there supporting you. We've got a cool, cool treat today. My buddy Eli, uh, Elijah Larson, this was his first year as the artistic director of the Kispiox Valley Music Festival. Uh, an awesome dude. And um, I'm going to see if I can get Eli on the phone here and just hear about the process that they went through uh, trying to navigate the festival this summer. So just give me a sec. Yo, Eli. Yo. Thanks for coming on, dude. Hey, it's my pleasure. Everyone listening, uh, this is Elijah Larson, who is a legendary musician, producer, uh, lives up currently in Smithers, BC. And 
Eli, this was your first year as the artistic director of Kispiak Valley Music Festival. It sure was. And what a year it has been. <laughs> You've been going to this music festival, Kispiak Valley, since you were born. Your parents were started part of the kind of inauguration or early stages of it. Uh, along with a few of our other close friends? Yeah, early stages. Um, we actually didn't come to the area until I was about five. So we missed the first five years. Okay, But, and, uh, but we came into it at, but in about 2000. And through the era of your Mohawk and emo phase and mm -hmm. all, all there. Kispiox Valley has accepted you in all your forms. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it was, it's kind of cool because a couple years ago I, I took on the position of... Um, sort of the work bee coordinator. So we we're getting the grounds ready and stuff. And, and that's what kind of made me realize that I love taking on a, I love the idea of taking on a more of a organizer role. So this year it sort of felt like it came a bit full circle and, and uh, dropped into the artistic director position. And it was really fun. Yeah. You guys had a killer lineup. Yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so tell me, tell me about the, tell me, I know we talked a few, like maybe a month or two ago, but tell me about the process and like kind of how it came to, how y'all came to decide um, to not go ahead with the festival this year and like what that, what that meant for everyone. Mm -hmm. Well, it was kind of cool actually, because um, I'm sorry, I'm burping a bunch. Got to stop drinking this drink. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was sort of cool about a month and a half ago, um, Julie Fowler, who's the, been the artistic director for arts wells for the last 16 17 years she sent out a big mass email to a bunch of festival organizers and said hey let's hop on a zoom call let's all just chat let's chat about our contingency plans let's chat about what everyone's processes are how everyone's feeling so uh it was kind of surreal to be on a zoom call with like 80 other festival directors from all over british columbia everywhere from 200 person electronic festivals up to vancouver island music festival and Vancouver Jazz Fest, you know, from the 10,000 person festivals down to the 200. Um, so we all kind of got to meet each other and, uh, and sort of see each other's faces. And um, so that was really cool. And that's kind of where we, you know, the, the mood was pretty somber. Like we were all sort of thinking, yeah, nobody had announced officially yet that anyone was canceling, but everyone was kind of like, yeah, this is, likely the way it'll go and people just had to think about how they were going to do it there's a lot of talk of doing zoom festivals or online festivals sort of adapting and like what adapted what adapt adaptive adaptative yeah <laughs> <laughs> what uh what that kind of leadership looks like and and what responsibility we have to our communities in this kind of time yeah um, so what did you what did you guys decide with kissbox valley well initially we were going to wait until early june um, and then festivals just started to, I mean, Midsummer I think was the first festival to officially announce it. Yeah. Um, at least up here, I'm not sure about the ones down South, but up here definitely it was the first one to announce it. And then, and then at that point, you know, you just, the writing's on the wall and you sort of feel like you have a moral obligation. It's like, well, if Midsummer cancels because of COVID, Kispiox is like 19 days after Midsummer. And it's like, even if you went ahead with the festival as it were, yeah. people would still be freaked out. You know, people would, people would probably choose to say, no, you know what, we're going to hold off this year because, you know, either they're immunocompromised or they've got family at home or, or whatever. So you probably wouldn't see the numbers that you'd, you'd hope for. So yeah. at, when, when, it, when, we, um, when we 
sort of knew that it wasn't going to go ahead as as it usually does, then we just said, if it's not going to be Kiss Me Ox Valley Festival, then we might as well just cancel. And then instead of scale down, depending on what's going on, just like say, we're not going to have it and then build it up if we can to like a local event. Yeah. And so how did you deal? Tell me what were like a couple artists that you were super excited about? And then how did you deal with uh, figuring that out with the artists? Mm-hmm. Um, one of our artists that I was super excited for was um, from the UK. Their name was Moulets. And uh, they were uh, instantly, I was just like, these guys are one of the best bands I've ever heard. And uh, so we got in touch with their management. And, uh, and then really it was complicated with the international artists because um, right now we have a travel ban on, I guess, until late June like June 30th or something like that. Yeah. So we're not allowing foreign nationals um, over. So that was, you know, they've got like three or four dates maybe in June that had to be cut off and it makes it, makes it not feasible for those overseas artists to actually come. Um, so, you know, in talking to various management agencies, you know, just they, uh, they told us that deposits, you know, deposits can't really come back because they've lost six months of dates and they're like drowning so a lot of people are are really struggling to take took a staggering hit because of all this yeah um and festivals are good paying you know like we've both been playing festivals for a few years now and they're like they really disproportionately uh feed us over the course yeah. of a year for, for oh. just a weekend of work it's a big thing for bands and especially oh. especially big bands can you know it's 10 festivals over the course of the summer is, you know, it's, uh, it's not amazing money, but it's, it's yeah. like, you know, more than you make playing just with gigs. Yeah. Could be 20 grand over a summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, so you guys all decided, uh, y'all, you know, what the, 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 the society got together, the festival team got together and y'all sat down and said, you know what, we got to call this. And yeah. how did that conversation go? And what kind of, what came out of it in the end? It was sad. We were all on a Zoom call and uh, there was a couple really long silences because nobody really wanted to say it. So after a while, somebody was just, so we can do it. Are we going to cancel? And it was kind of like ripping off the bandaid and everyone, you know, we had a bit of a talk about it, but everyone knew, everyone knew what was going to come. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's definitely been tough, but at the same time, there's silver linings with everything, right? Like this also gives us an opportunity to take a year off and maybe do some improvements onto the festival grounds and, and do some stuff that we've been wanting to do for a little while. Like we want to put in a green room. We want to put in some new outhouses kind of thing. So yeah. the thing about Kiss Biox is that it's going to be, it's going to be okay. Like we are going to have a festival in 2021. Should we be able to have festivals? Yeah. Um, but I feel for the smaller for the smaller festivals that are just getting going and uh, they've had to cancel already one year, maybe last year or the year before because of the fire, because of the fires. Yeah. And uh, now they're canceling this year and there's two or three festivals in that meeting in the big meeting that said, we're not going to continue because yeah. we've just taken such a stagger in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? Yeah. That's uh, yeah. That's it's tough to hear. And I, you know, I think uh, for the folks listening, it's like, Wow, we got we got to make a pact as as a West Coast, whatever you want to call it, even though you guys aren't really on the coast there, whatever. West of the Rockies, mm. uh, big community, you know. Let, let's all come to some agreement that we're going to go to five music festivals next year. 
and we're going to buy all the artist CDs. And, you know, if we want to continue these amazing celebrations and, and what are undoubtedly the most joyous moments of a lot of our summers, uh, and to be able to support the artists and their amazing work and, and the stuff that keeps us alive, uh, we're, you know, it's going to be up to us. We're going to have to step up. We're going to have to lobby government for further subsidies to keep a lot of these festivals mm -hmm. alive. We're going to need a boost next year. The artists are going to need a boost. And, uh, and I think as a community, as a big, big BC community, like it's, it's going to be up to a lot of us to say, you know what, no, we're going to, this isn't just about us having a good time anymore. It's about recognizing how critical these festivals are to fostering community and connection and, and building space and their progressive spaces where we can have big conversations about, you know, weird stuff that you're not allowed to talk to anywhere else, but at the folk festivals, it flies and uh, they're really valuable and really sought after. So I'm hoping we can all show up again for, yeah. for you guys and everyone else. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely the highlight of lots of people's summers. I mean, between midsummer and kiss Fiox up here, it's like, that's the weekend people look forward to the most. And yeah. Um, people are going to be more excited in 2021. I feel like people come back in 2021. It's going to be like a family reunion. All these festivals are going to be like a family reunion. Yeah. Full out. And what are you thinking for bands? Like I know some people are saying, Hey, we're going to try and honor as many of the deals that we had. Obviously some things are going to change, but is that, is that your stance too? Or where's your feeling on bookings and stuff like that? Yeah, we're, um, we're sort of just in, in talks right now with a lot of artists. Um, some of them, you know, some of them are deciding if they are going to be touring next summer. Some of them, this was the one summer that they could be here. I mean, especially international artists. It's like they need to decide if they're going to actually come to North America next year, if that's still an option for them. So, so really with most of our uh, headliners right now, they're just figuring out what their plans will be. Yeah. And then they're waiting to hear back from other festivals. You know, all festivals right now are just kind of doing something different. And, you know, by June hopefully we'll have a better idea of what 2021 will look like and artists will have more of an idea of what their 2021s will look like. Yeah. Huh, dude. Well, year two, year two will be, will be your year to shine. This is going to be good on us. So yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny because um, I mean, obviously being the first year there was some hiccups and, and, uh, and some things that I was learning along the way. And I even came into the game a little bit late this year. So, uh, you know, that's another silver lining for me, at least, is is that uh, I kind of get another shot at starting it from the beginning, which is fun. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Cool, dude. Well, Kiss Beox Valley Music Festival, for everyone who's listening, uh, if you get a chance, get up there. It's uh, You guys took a chance on me a few years ago, and we've become best friends, and now I love your community, and uh -huh. you know, I'm just happy to see you all whenever I do. And so uh, that goes for all the festivals in BC. Anyone listening, let's make sure we're showing them as much love as we can. This is a hard time for people who are already really working hard to bring these things together. Uh, and it's a labor of love for almost all the festivals in this province. So grateful for you, dude. And for all the folks uh, up there making that rad festival happen, it will happen again. And we'll be yes. there with you. Beautiful. Thanks, Thanks Luke. Bye. Yeah, I love you, dude. Yeah, I love you too. All right, well, that was Elijah Larson from the Kisby Ox Valley Music Festival. One more shout out, y'all rule. Thanks for making music a reality in the world. Uh, I'm so grateful for all the people organizing music festivals in this province. Uh, I wish I could give you all a hug right now, but uh, we'll have to wait till next summer. In the meantime, keep shining, keep rocking. I'll be here writing songs, hanging out. Grateful for you all, okay? We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.